I'm your host, Bailey Sessoms, and you're listening to CEO Convo, the podcast for unapologetically ambitious entrepreneurs. So get ready for some candid conversations with top-level entrepreneurs, dropping gems on building relationships, dishing the raw realities of running a profitable business, and realistic strategies on getting it done. Hey, all my hustlers and CEOs, I want to thank you for joining us again for another episode of CEO Convo. Our next guest is a public relations entrepreneur with a master's in public relations and corporate communications from New York University. She's the founder of Black Girls in Media, which was created to uplift and connect minority women in the media, and today has over 15,000 members and growing. Please welcome to the show, Tasha McCaskill. Hey, Tasha, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. Thank you so much for joining us during this pandemic that we're having. <laughs> I'm course. glad we're able to connect. Yes, me too. Thanks so, for reaching out. Yeah, so everyone, yeah. we're going to jump right into our scenario. And today's scenario is from a young lady. She says that she's a beauty professional who just launched her beauty line and she's looking to be featured in top fashion and lifestyle publications. She wants to know, when I hire a publicist, how realistic is it for me to expect to be featured or highlighted? If this is unrealistic, where is a good place to start? So, Tasha, what would be your feedback on that as a PR professional? Yes, of course. So I wouldn't say it's unrealistic. Um, As a publicist, we always, you know, take into consideration the publications that you desire. And um, just because you're new and things like that doesn't mean you won't pitch to those outlets. We still, I'm sure your publicist will still pitch to the outlets that you want, the larger publications. But sometimes it is easier to um, just start with what you can. So, like, they might, for me, I would pitch to the larger um, publications, but also, you know, the smaller ones. And I would just get what I can as far as press goes to start off because, like they always say, you know, no press or some press is better than no press at all. So we would start from there. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about them pitching to, like, their local news outlets, like whether it's a, a local um, hometown magazine or community publication or local TV station? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's the main route to go. You know, it starts at home. If you don't have a home base, then you're not really ready to expand, in my opinion. So Mm -hmm. that's that's the main audience or outlets that I went to when I was home, when I started off my PR firm, because I was in Charlotte, and that's where I'm from. So Mm -hmm. I had a lot of you know, connections there. And I had a lot of Charlotte connections as opposed to national publications. And I got my businesses and my clients a lot of press locally, which helped them, especially if they were like um, businesses like wine bars and like smoothie places, clothing brands. They got a lot of Charlotte customers because of the press that I was able to give them locally. So Mm. Local outlet, local press is definitely, it has its benefits, and I definitely think that it's good press to get. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like the fact that you said when you started off in Charlotte, um, 
and you definitely gave you know gave the appearance of a hometown. So I want to kind of like roll that into networking. So when you were developing these different types of relationships, obviously you know there had to be some type of networking component. What were some of the things that you did to you know to grow your network as a um, public relations professional? Yes, of course. So some things that I did. I take pride in that, like my connections were, they grew over time and they grew organically. And I just think that's really important. Um, not saying that you don't reach out to people because I did when I first started out. I was trying to get more opportunities. I definitely reached out to people. But a lot of the relationships that I've maintained over the years, I have just met them organically over time and then maintain those relationships. Even the people you re- reach out to, you just you maintain those relationships. Mm-hmm. So when you when you were establishing those relationships, was it you going to a, to a, to events? And if so, like what type of events? Or was it more so cold calling or emails? It was both. So when I was trying or job searching or trying to get internships, things like that, it was cold searching and emailing people that I found on LinkedIn and a lot of them would respond and I got opportunities that way. And then when it just came to me just wanting to simply put myself out there more, I started going to events that I would get emailed or like find on social media and things that align with my goal. You know, I wouldn't go to just any kind of event. Um, I would go to professional networking events that are aligned with like my field um but even that even sometimes you know just going out on a weekend um would be networking as well okay so with that networking when you found out you know when you started (laughs) being in the industry and making your connections um you obviously realized that there was a lack of connections with you know, women of color. So that is what prompted you to um, start the Black Girls in Media. So what was that journey like from, you know, starting it, deciding that you were going to do that? Like, was there one particular moment that you were like, um, hey, I'm going to start my own organization? Or was it a, a culmination of different experiences? Yes, I think the main thing for me was I had just graduated. I had just graduated from um, grad school, and I didn't have a job. I went back home to Charlotte from New York, and I didn't have a mentor or anything. So I just kind of felt lost. I didn't know the next step. My mom could only tell me so much. So I just felt like I was missing that conversation from someone in my field or, like, someone that's doing what I want to do. Um, with my same interest professionally. So I just decided, okay, well, let me create or try to create and find these ladies. So then that's when I went on GroupMe and I created a GroupMe chat and I called it Black Girls in Media and it just grew so much and it kind of just grew into its own professional organization and that's what we are today. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you when did you start Black Girls in Media? I started it two years ago, like around okay. this time. So it's, it's a little nostalgic just talking about it and, yeah, seeing where it grew. 
Yeah, you can, you've come a long way, baby. You've come a long way. <laughs> so um, for the people who, who are listening, if you're not familiar with the organization, um, they also host networking events. So that's where I want to roll into our three power plays um, with Tasha providing us with three um, of her power plays that when you do go to networking events, things that you should take into consideration. So what would the first power play be? Yes. So I would say the first power play in networking will be to just be yourself. You know, a lot of times it can be a lot of anxiety when you um, first step into that room of individuals you don't know. But everyone's there to network. Everyone's there for the same reason. Just act like it's a normal day and just be yourself because when you're not being yourself, it can go left and just things go way better when you're just being yourself and showing up as who you really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when people see you trying too hard, it just comes off as disingenuous and they can pretty much pick up on it right away. Exactly. Okay. So what would the next one be? You have another one for so, me? Yeah. So for the next one, I would say is to genuinely be interested in like that person. So a lot of times, like you said, people can seem uninterested, and that's because, you know, they might feel a disconnect somewhere, um, and body language is so important. So if someone, if you meet someone at an event, just make eye contact, simple eye contact, and just be interested in what they're saying. And if you're talking to them but not really listening, you already have their business card, so you're, like, kind of on to the next. That person can read that energy, and it it won't go well for you. So I would say whoever you meet, whoever you talk to, just show genuine interest, and then you never know where that conversation can take you. Yeah, and I always say in doing that as well to have follow-up questions. So if if Tasha is telling me about an experience that she had, I may ask, you know, it doesn't have to be anything ser- you know, deep and serious, but sometimes when you're asking questions back it it shows a person that you're listening to what they you know to what they're actually saying so you know just asking little tidbit questions yeah so what would your third power play be yes so my third one would be okay so let's be honest you know we're at these networking events not only to meet people but we all are there for the same goal which is to improve our lives and just we want to make use of our time. We're not there just to waste time. So I would say whoever you meet, once you guys have built that connection, you're talking, showing an interest, I would tell, I would let you know to show your value. You know, if you are talking to a publicist, and this is where um, listening comes into play and being interested, because if you're not listening, then you won't pick up on these things. So, like, if you're talking to a publicist and she's saying, yeah, like my clients, um, I love them, but sometimes they want me to run their social media and I just don't have time for that. This is an opportunity for you to showcase your value. If you're a graphic designer, there you go. Um, oh, I'm a graphic designer, you know, or I manage social media. So if you ever want to collaborate on your clients, like let me know. So you guys are exchanging ideas, exchanging values for one another, and it's just making a very valuable exchange. Right, because then 
as I guess as you as the PR person, you can say, okay, good, I have someone, I have a potential person I can refer my clients to. It takes something off of my plate, helps me, you know, adds value to my brand as well as, you know, helps my client increase their um, social media presence. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because I feel like we all just need help. Um, a lot of the times at Black Girls and Media our networking events, we, I like to ask everyone, you know, what do you need help with? And then I like to pair them with, someone that is there that can help them because we all need help in this world. We are trying to be better people and we can't get there alone. Right. I agree. So let me, I'm going to throw you for a little loop. What's the most interesting, and when I say interesting, I don't mean in a weird way, but what, what was the most interesting client or company brand or product that you did um, public relations services for, you know, that you were genuinely excited about? genuinely excited about um let's see i think so i genuinely get excited about when it comes to new brands because i just love seeing them go from day one and helping them really put themselves out there and i've worked with new brands a lot and it's one of my favorites so um, for instance, I had a client, she had a clothing boutique in Charlotte. She was new to the area, didn't know anyone. So I came in there with my contacts and we were able to, I created her a launch party because, you know, also PR is event planning. So I planned her a launch party and invited like the whole city of Charlotte there. I um, invited media outlets there, interviews were done. And just from that single tactic it made her like boutique very popular in the, um, mm-hmm. in the area and and just getting her like press outreach it was just very exciting to help her grow okay that sounds like a good time yeah so from yeah. just that one event it pretty much put her on the map and you know as a newbie in the city but then it gave you know it, it offered an advertising opportunity for her as well because now all the local outlets were talking about um, her boutique. Exactly. Okay. So, Tasha, can you let us know? So, everyone, that's the three power plays. So, again, just to recap, be yourself, be genuinely interested in others, and most importantly, show your value. So, Tasha, can you tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you if they're interested in finding out more information about your PR services or your um, organization? Yes, of course. So you can follow my personal Instagram, which is Tosh J. Mack, uh, T-A-S-H-J-M-A-C-K-K. And on my personal Instagram has my email and all. So you could DM me or email and we can go from there. Um, Black Girls in Media, um, Instagram is Black Girls in Media Inc. And also you can go to that Instagram and then from there you'll find the website and all the things that we do. Okay, and also her website is blackgirlsandmediainc.com if you want to go yep. straight to her website. So, Tasha, I want to thank you again for joining us on CEO Combo, and I want to thank yes, all of our listeners you. for joining us as well. And please remember that business is a lifestyle. Use everyone, but don't misuse anyone. Until next time. Thanks again for joining us this week on CEO Combo. Visit our website, hustlertoceo.com, and subscribe to ensure you never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you're loving the combo we're serving up, 
give us a five-star rating or tell a friend. Don't forget to rep your CEO status and order your Hustler to CEO gear today. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of CEO Convo, the podcast for unapologetically ambitious entrepreneurs.